0: How's it going? Okay, so yeah, I'm Jesse. And I work here. And I'm giving you a sermon tonight. That's what we do. Um, the sermon's been funny. Um, there's been weird stuff. L- basically, it's awesome. You're welcome. I'll just say it right now. <laughs> um dude it, it, it's, it's kind of it's a weird passage that we're doing tonight it's like it's kind of disjointed You're like uh that doesn't have anything to do with what you just said and then you went there and like i don't get it but zooming out it's it's, it's actually come together it's pretty cool i see what god's doing and it's sweet um but it would have been good if i had a couple more hours to get ready so uh I need, I, I'll need your help tonight. So, so normally when we do sermons, you know, we kind of, you know, at the beginning, come up with this question that you have to have answered and like, Oh, that is a good question. I wonder what the answer to that question is. And then we give you scripture and then, you know, you're like, Oh, now I get it. And this self-discovery thing, you know, that's the best way we learn is when you get it yourselves, not when I just spoon feed you stuff. I, I didn't, I didn't have time to come with that, up with that this week. So, so here's the bottom line. The concept I want you guys to get tonight is the need for freedom, and the need for 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 order, order and freedom. So, with you with it front loaded like that, you guys can just sort of look for it and just kind of pull it out as as I go along, um, because yeah, yeah, I, I am a little behind. It was, I only got back into Denver on what Tuesday, Wednesday? No, it was technically Wednesday. Um, because I was busy last weekend. You, some of you might have seen pictures of me in my busyness. Um, yeah, our buddy Josh Peebles. He got married. Uh, and it's awesome. Uh, it, was, it was really, really good. Yes, there's the wedding party. I'm not joking. See, that's me on the right. And, then the, and there's Mike right behind Peebles. And Peebles looking hard, looking tougher than all of us. Yeah, it was a Viking wedding. <laughs> we all got the invitations uh, I, uh, some of you might have gotten them. Some of you might not have. But even if you did get them, you didn't know what you got. You're like, huh, it, what? Wait, what is this? I mean, because there, like, there was, like, all this cool art and skulls and stuff. And this script that was super hard to read. But once you did, it said stuff of, like, a ritual and revelry. And there was nothing about wedding on there. And, you know, we kind of put our heads together. Oh, I think he's getting married. <laughs> I think that's what he's actually trying to do here. Sweet, but yes, it was an ancient warrior wedding. It was pretty epic. Uh, for for those of you who don't know, people people used to be on st- staff here. He's a king man. He is. He's a really, really quality man, uh, and a much better speaker than I am. Uh, but he's also like this close, this close to needing medication for OCD. Um. He gets focused, he gets obsessed with stuff, um, and so yeah, I get I, I didn't know it at the time but until I got there but but uh, Vikings, have you seen the show Vikings? Is anybody like Ragnar or something like that? I have never seen it, but like this is what the the wedding was supposed to be. It was Ragnar and company um, but it was amazing, like you normally hear about theme weddings you're like Ugh, lame that's kind of that's kind of dorky and geeky. But when Peebles is involved and just gets super serious, it's actually pretty cool. <laughs> it was it was epic. I mean, the the officiant, the, the the guy marrying them had like antlers on and stuff. I mean, it was just to the nines. It was craziness. Uh, and uh, he uh, Peebles has gotten involved with this community in Chicago, uh, Japuza Jesus Jesus People USA, and they're all sorts of into this sort of stuff. And so, yeah, they all went out, and Josh made us go all out, and yeah, it was Viking wedding, and it was epic. But, this community, Jesus people, USA, Chapuza, we've actually had some overlap with Scum and Chapuza. Megan, uh, Megan Grover, she's not here tonight, she was here this morning, she grew up there. So, I mean, she knows all about it, but we're like... uh, uh, Nate and Deb spent a year there, David spent a year there, uh, somebody else, Mary Alice was there, totally, and um, and then, I don't know, there's, there's a few other people, it's an interesting, interesting place, to say the least, it was, it's, well, okay, here's some history, so go to the next slide, bunch of hippies, literally, in 70s, like started a community. They found Jesus and like, what would happen if we just all lived in community and lived together and just did stuff for the sake of the kingdom of God, just living together, trying to do stuff. And so they did that. They all started living together and they bounced around for a little while. But then in the the early eighties, they came, they came up with this hotel. They bought this hotel for, I I think like nothing in, in uptown Chicago. I mean, it's like prime real estate. It's, kind of hilarious actually there's like million dollar homes all around this hotel and they own this thing and there's like three between three to five hundred people there at any point living there all living in community like people on top of each other kids running everywhere crazy people not crazy people cool people not cool people it's sweet it's a total mess and it's so beautiful they started. How it works is no one gets paid, but everybody works. Everybody's got their job. Some people teach school. Some people they have all these businesses, like they have a skate shop and a coffee shop. Coffee shop is where Peebles is working now. That's how is. That's where his OCD is pointed currently. Uh, he used to make cups of coffee 45 minutes at a time. He's gotten faster. Um, but yes, they were supposed to be perfect. Anyways, uh, yeah, sheet metal roofing. They have all these businesses. It's pretty sweet, and uh, they actually bought this other building across the street, the Abbey, and yeah, the school's on the top floor. the the The, scent, the doors in the middle that's where the coffee shop is, uh, and they got a record company. This place is crazy. It's it's wild style, man. The first time I walked in, it's like this like marbly, arched, carved, cool hotel, and then you walk in and and I start you know, kind of wandering around like, wow. It was like, hey, I was like, whoa, whoa, some guy just started yelling at me. He's like, you have to say hi to me. I was like, okay, sorry, hi, <laughs> how's it going? Well, evidently there's a guy, Kenny, <laughs> that's his job. I don't know if it's his only job, but it's a job he takes very seriously. You have to say hi to Kenny when you walk in the doors. And so <laughs> there's all sorts of jobs you can have at Chapuza I guess. And so there's weird stuff. I mean, you walk through the kitchen, and you walk through, like, the, bus, the bellboy area and up these gnarly back steps to get to Josh's room, and, and there's, like, stuff everywhere, especially during the wedding, because there's, like, axes leaned up against people's doors and stuff like that. You're like, where am I? But then there's these businesses, and, and actually, if you go back to the, 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 the wedding party s- slide, yeah, that's Rich. Rich on the left. <laughs> Dude, Rich is, Rich is awesome. He's basically, he's like the CEO of Japuza. And, like, he, he started the skate shop, and, and then he uh, spun off the coffee shop. He r- basically runs the abbey, that whole building, and he does all this stuff. And he's legit. Like, he knows his stuff. And he's, I mean, and his, his war paint is actually permanent. He's got face tattoos and he's got, you know, long beard, long hair, and he loves it. He's like, dude, that's so fun because I go into these meetings with like city officials and business, business guys, business, business guys, and they're shocked when it's me. And then there's even more shocked when I know what I'm talking about. And then they get super weirded out when they figure out what I'm trying to do. Because, you know, basically in the business world, all this stuff they're trying to do is like bottom line. What do we get done? Money. Increase profits. Increase return on investment. And that's not what Rich or Japuza care about at all. They're furthering the kingdom of God. And so that's where it kind of disconnects. And that's what his face tattoos make a little bit more sense. You're like, oh, you're a weirdo. You are a weirdo. I thought you were a weirdo, but then you knew what you were talking about. But yes, you are a weirdo. But it's sweet. It's this this Chibuza land where all this chaos and all this organization come together and amazing things happen in the name of Jesus. It's cool. You should totally go hang out. I mean, it's right downtown Chicago, so I mean, you can walk to cool stuff. But this is a picture of the goodness of the kingdom of God that employs freedom and chaos, but also employs organization and order as well. And that's where we're going to, that's where I, what we're going to walk through tonight. So uh, the, the passage tonight happens, uh, wait a second, yeah, happens before Fran's passage that she preached last week and happens after the passage that Mike preached two weeks ago. So yeah, there's some some uh, chaos for you right there. <laughs> we really messed up the schedule, but what happened in, in Mike's passage it was was he uh, it was Jesus healed this this demon possessed kid who was like totally slamming him into the ground and doing crazy stuff, and Jesus said, oh, "Okay, get out of there," and he did. And that's where we pick it up. So I'm gonna pray real quick, and then uh, and then we'll, and then we'll get into the scripture. Okay, so pray with me. Uh, Jesus, thanks for this. Thanks that I get to talk to my friends. Gosh, you know that I'm not the best man for the job, but but it's fun. I like doing it. I love the things that you do in your book. You do interesting things. So thanks for letting me share it with my friends. Ah, It's still got to be you. Uh, You know, I I really tried. I tried to put this together as well as I could, but it's always got to be you. It's got to be your words, not mine. Make us smarter, not dumber. Um... Bottom line, may you be glorified. I hope that you're pleased with this. If you see to those things, then, you know, next request is that this would be a good time too. So, all right, we love you a ton. Amen. So, let's read it, okay? So, while everyone was marveling at all that Jesus did, that was the the, the kid getting delivered from the, the demon. He said to his disciples, listen carefully to what I'm about to tell you. The Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand what this meant. It was hidden from them. So that they did not grasp it. And they were afraid to ask him about it. An argument started among the disciples as to which of them would be the greatest. Jesus, knowing their thoughts, took a little child and had him stand beside him. Then he said to them, whoever welcomes this little child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. For it is the one who is least among you all who is the greatest. Master, said John, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him, because he is not one of us. Do not stop him, Jesus said, for whoever is not against you is for you. So yeah, this is the passage I got, and I actually requested this passage. (laughs) <laughs> but then I got to it and it's was like do you see the disjointed nature of this it bounces around a little bit you know I mean speaking of segues here's the non sequitur <laughs> it's like what are you talking about I mean it just bounces from here to there just super fast I mean the first thing he's I mean he doesn't even let the dust settle from the demon possessed kid I mean there's chaos around him and he's like disciples okay guys come in come in and there's like a, a roar around him, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to be delivered into the hands of men." And his disciples have got to be looking around, like, well, "Okay, all right," but there's chaos right now. <laughs> what are you talking about? Ooh. So that's awkward. And then, and then, right after the, after this, it goes to this argument. They all just start arguing. It seems suddenly, it's like, "Well, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I'm the best." And she's like, okay, well, no, no, okay. And so he diffuses that. And then almost immediately after that, they go to uh, John, who hardly ever says anything ever, says, hey, master, we stopped some guys doing some good stuff. And Jesus is like face pump, you know, like, oh, what the crap, guys. What is happening here? Like, this, this does not, see, there's not a flow, Luke, all right? I <laughs> don't see what you're doing? Let's take it a chunk at a time anyway. So this first part, you know, Jesus drops this bomb on him, you know, like, Son of Man, I'm going to be delivered in the hands of men. And they didn't understand what this meant. It was hidden from them. Okay, that right there is like, what? It was hidden from them? but by, by who? What is, what's that about? I mean, was it Satan? Was it the bad guys? Was it demons? Do they do this some spiritual stuff? Because you remember, there's a spiritual world, right? Remember the couple of weeks ago when I wouldn't shut up about the kingdom of God? There's like this spiritual aspect to existence that's alternate and coexisting at the same time as the physical world that we're really used to. So maybe it was the enemy, the, the, the demons doing the, this, the hiding stuff. But then wait, but then it doesn't say that. Was it God? Did God hide it from him? That would be dumb. Anyways, they don't get it. Jesus has something super important. He's like, guys, you've got to hear this. I mean, he, said, he says, listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you. I mean, Jesus got to know they're not going to get it. <laughs> Him being omniscient and all. Um, he's going to say the, one of the more important things. One of the more important things to them. And know that they're gonna, it's just going to go over their heads. Are they being set up for failure here? Let's keep going. So yeah, they get, they just start arguing. I'm I'm the greatest. I'm the greatest. No, I'm the greatest. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I mean, he really does kind of do a face bomb. Okay, look. Here he brings a little kid over. He's like, this guy. This guy's best. In the kingdom of God, this little kid is the greatest. You need to accept the kingdom of God. You need to accept me like you would this kid. And it's not because this kid's so innocent or pure, because they ain't. I don't know if you have kids or not. They are little sinners, man. (laughs) They They are not righteous people. Let's say that. That's a that's a nice way of putting it. They are not righteous people. It's not because of their innocence that God is saying that that Jesus is saying they're so great. It's because of, because of their their station, their their status. It's nothing. They don't have a lot of rights. They're citizens in training. They're junior citizens. They can't they can't vote. They still couldn't drive back then. And I don't know. I think they could. I think they probably could have alcohol back then, though. Uh, so maybe they were a leg up on our kids. Anyways, they didn't have much to, to to say and to grasp. But that was good. In the kingdom of God, for whatever reason, God is saying that's what we're that's what we're after in the kingdom of God. We like that. You guys trying to be the best? Ugh, so earthly. <laughs> Ugh. quick reminder do you guys remember my, my definition of the kingdom of God it's, it's, it's the alternate but coexisting reality where God the triune God Yahweh and his righteousness are king and it's spiritual it's separate from the world that we're used to that we see that we can thump but at the, time, at the same time, it does exist there. It's kind of a, it'll bend your brain. But yeah, just a, just a little refresher on that, because, because it matters for this. Anyways, another lack of segue. John runs up. And he's like, Master, <laughs> we saw someone driving out, driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he's not one of us. <laughs> Jesus says, don't stop him. Whoever's not against you is for you. Now this, oh, man, my arm hurts. Um, This one needs some explanation. Because people take this out of context. People do dumb stuff with this. I mean, eh, not dumb stuff. I don't want to say dumb stuff, but twist it. Use it for reasons that it wasn't meant to be used. You know, it it says, whoever is not against you is for you. And a lot of people kind of spin this and and make it, Whoever's not against Jesus is for Jesus. And that's not what it's saying. It didn't say that. In fact, in Matthew uh, 12, Matthew 12, Jesus actually says the opposite. Whoever is not for me is against me. So, so don't get those mixed up. I, I mean, when he's talking to us, he's like, if, if, if somebody's not against you, calm down. They're not. They're for you, but when it comes to me, because Jesus is a big deal. He's the Son of God, and he's the only way to God. It's got You guys gotta be for me, otherwise you're against me. And so be careful with this passage, because people because people go wrong places with it. So we put these, these 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 chunks together, and we got you know the least being the greatest we got the Son of Man being held, turned over to men. I mean, remember, Jesus is not from earth, all right? He's from the kingdom of God. And he's going to get messed up by earth, <laughs> by the physical part. And then, and then this stuff of, of, you know, driving out demons and stuff. Like, what, how, do you, how do you put all this together? Well, okay, I'm going to get to that now. What are we in? What are we what are, what are, what are, where are we at? Who are we sitting among? What is this? What is this thing that we're doing? Church. We are the church. We're at church. We're we're in church. Skim of the earth church. C H U R C H. Church is what we're trying to do. Where does church happen? Does it happen in the kingdom of God? Over here, remember? I'm so gonna die. I'm gonna fall. Kingdom of God over here, or is it happening on the earthly part? It's right over here, right? It's in the kingdom of God. Well, I mean, it's come to the earth. We like to say God does what he wants here. We invite God to do the stuff that he thinks is good. He can do whatever he wants. We're in the kingdom of God. That's not the whole story. <laughs> we screw up. We suck at church sometimes. We've made mistakes. We have done stuff that wasn't the best. We'll probably do it again. What those things are, uh, we don't need to dwell on that right now. But suffice suffice it to say, we screw up. If God was truly, completely in charge of this place, like he is in the kingdom of God, then good stuff would happen all the time, right? It would just be hippies and flowers forever. But it doesn't. So it makes me think that, as much as we want, you know, to have both feet over here in the kingdom of God, we got one stuck on earth, where we do not so cool things. It's very much like our beings, our individual beings. We like we have a soul that just comes alive when we become, become a Christian. We, God does beautiful things in that section of our life, but we still have this flesh that does dumbass stuff. We're conflicted and our brain is in the middle, like just looking at either side, it's like, oh that's beautiful. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> How do I keep this? How do I keep my being together? And that's what church is trying to do. How do we keep this being together? How do we pull this off? Just this morning John Hyde was was praying for for, for the morning service, and he's like, God, make us a thin a really thin place today and I hear that I hear people say that around here all the time and I love it and when people means when they say that is like a place where the kingdom of God gets super close to earth where it's easy to put one foot on either side and like, <gasps> kind of lean in and say whoa there's beautiful things there's hope to be had and that's what church does it's a privilege that we get to do and it's so good, but it's so weird. I hear people say a lot, you know, like, "Well, yeah, church is church is family. Church is family, and it's it's not a business. It's not an organization. It's family." But then I hear people say, "Oh man, church is church is an institution. It is keeping things together. We need that." <laughs> I'm here to tell you tonight. It's both. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be the hippie, and I have the microphone, so I need to say you're both right. Everybody's right. Yay! No, 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 no. It's both. People sometimes people say you know family is this great thing, and and, and there's it's not organization. But family is inherently organized. There's hierarchy in family. I have four kids. God help us if Kepi, the four year old, became the papa. <laughs> I'm the papa! <laughs> it would be hilarious for about an hour. <laughs> right? But there's organization, there's things that's got to get done. And yeah, I mean, in some instances, yes, he is a junior citizen. I'm showing him how to do stuff. To be less dumb. Playing with pillows, so cute. You should meet Kepi. He makes everybody smile. I thought he was manipulating me for the first couple years of his life, but now he's just—he's just that cute. It's kind of disgusting. But then there's so many some people. I mean, if you want to hear a really dirty word, in the eyes of the United States government, Scum of the Earth Church is a corporation. Actually. We're a corporation for tax purposes. Uh, I have to deal with that like once a year, send this thing into the, the, the state department. Ugh. Corporation, corporations are people too. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, <laughs> no. But people say, want to say that, you know, we need order in, in, in church. There's order, there's ways that things are done. And they're not wrong. But also in business and in organizations, there's interdependence. Helping, helping the, your coworkers is helping yourself. Making the business go well is making things go well for yourself. An organization and family—they're not mutually exclusive. Church is both of those things, and thusly, we need order. Stuff's got to get done. There's some things that just have to get done when we got this many people hanging out. We got to sweep up. Somebody's got to pay the bills. There's got to be consequences. Somebody's. Being an asshat, there's gotta be consequences to stop being an asshat, stop asshatting, stop, stop being a jerk. So we're cool with each other and we can live in more harmony and see to the beauty of the, the results of Jesus doing stuff in our lives. Order helps that. But at the same time, we have to have freedom. Jesus says we need to be risking stuff. We need to be sacrificing of ourselves. In Matthew 25, I mean, he's talking about, uh, about risking. You know, there's the parable of, about the kingdom of God that we live, uh, the state of the kingdom of, of, of God that we live in right now. It's like God, God has given us gifts. God has given us abilities. and We've got to try out some stuff. We have to try things that haven't been tried before. In that parable, the, the master gets super pissed at, the, at the, the guy who just sits on his stuff and does nothing. Dude, I buried it in the sand. It's totally safe. You're going to be psyched, master. And the master's like, oh, you lazy, wicked guy. Fail. You should have just, I mean, at least put it in the bank and give me some interest. Try some stuff. This is what Jesus is saying with that. We need Freedom. It, it, there's this sign. It used to be the, above the men's bathroom. Maybe that's why we moved it. But uh, we put it in the, in the office. It says, chaos is necessary, and it cannot be scheduled. Yeah, chaos in the men's bathroom. I mean, anyways. Ew. <laughs> uh, Jesus does things with chaos. The chaos of... Of dying on the cross. I mean, that's nuts. I mean, it's just literally just hell broke loose. Things went. Jesus was separated from his father, which had never happened before. Bad things happened, but he made something beautiful out of it. Namely, our salvation. We get to live forever in beauty and glory because of that chaos. One illustration that I used a long time ago. And a sermon. This is like it's like a it's like a 360 flip. With like with, when you're skateboarding, you, like you, you, a 360 flip is uh, when the skateboard you, you ollie and it rotates on two axes, 360 degrees. To see him, you're like, what the crap was that? I mean, it just look, it looks like chaos under your feet. But then to arrest it and and take the board and stomp on it and ride right away it is beautiful. To take that chaos and make it something that you did on purpose? That's <laughs> cool. So yes, he's talking about uh, these gifts. I've mentioned these gifts. It, the Apostle Paul has mentioned it a couple times uh, in like Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Ephesians 4. Uh, Peter talks about it. Um, God bless him. We're actually going to look at one of them right now. Uh, Yeah, so, okay. Well, yeah, I'll just start reading it. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, whether little kids or disciples, and we're all made to drink of one spirit. We're all good. We're all different. But we're all one in the body of Christ. Keep going. For the, for the body is not one member, but many. If the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. Uh, skip to 17. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? The whole we're hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. If they were all one member, where would the body be? This talks about this is getting to what to, to John's complaint. He was saying, Master, guys were doing good stuff, but they weren't us. It's like, well, yeah, they're fine. You're a hand, that's cool calm down let the foot be a foot. Chill out. If they're not against us, if they're not against you, they're for you. And it seems weird. I mean, you know, you hear we I'm repeating the the phrase like the least are the greatest in the kingdom of God. And and Jesus won't shut up about that either. He mentions that several times and it's cool, but he's not saying so put them in charge of everything. Kepi is not Papa. In passages like these where he's talking about gifts, like some people are good at stuff, let them be good at stuff, let them do that stuff. There's, a, there, there's order to be had. And that's why we have, you know, at Scum we have a, we have staff people and we have a council who kind of oversee everything. And there's been amazing things that's gone that have happened, most of them not because of staff, not because of council, it's because of you guys, because of everybody trying stuff. The Immaculate Sandwich and all these crazy small groups and you know, woodworking group, that was awesome. And all these things that we tried. It's kind of kind of a fun illustration. Uh, there's one of my top five shows. It was amazing. Um, I'm not generally into ska so much, but it was less than Jake. Less than less than Jake. Really, I don't know. They don't seem like ska band to me. But anyways, it was like '96, '97. It was a long time ago, and it was nuts. It was a crazy show, and they were headlining. And I saw, I saw a lot. <laughs> but at the end, they were, they were about done. Was I, dude? <laughs> And they're like, okay, guys, this is our last song. So do everything that you get kicked out for, okay? And we're like, okay. (laughs) And so they went in and they played uh, Jen Doesn't Like Me Anymore, which is a great song, and we just all went nuts. (laughs) I I started grabbing the, the, the trombone player's Microphone, and he started coming at me. I was like, "Oh crap, maybe that was too far." But he was actually helping me. He's like, "No, here!" I was like, "Yeah!" So I just grabbed his trombone mic and started yelling the lyrics at the top of my lungs. And my buddy got up on stage and he he took the lead singer's mic, and then Johnny, Johnny got up and was standing on the on the drums. And it was awesome. It was amazing. It was chaos. The whole time, you know, before this song happened, you know, there was there, this sound guy, and he was up near the stage. It was one of those situations, and it was one of those kind of ZZ Top guys. It was like a uh, it was like a John Swinger, you know, like probably toured with bands, you know, early 80s, 70s, something like that. And, you know, he was doing his thing, twisting knobs and stuff. Oh, stupid kids, blah, 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 blah. And he heard, you know, their announcement, you know, do all the stuff you get kicked out for. But then we started doing the stuff we get kicked out for, and then he cared. He's like, oh, crap! And he's like, the guy was like on his stomach, writhing around the stage trying to grab like as many mics and crap as he could, you know? And he's like pulling on cords and like he pulled the cord out of my mic. I got to keep the mic. It obviously didn't work. Oh, I didn't keep the mic. I threw it back on stage. But like, he all of a sudden really, really cared. (laughs) The chaos mattered to him. Sometimes at SCUM, the staff and council, we feel like Easy Top, sound guy. <laughs> like, whoa, holy, should we let that guy do that? I don't know if that's a good idea. But we do our best to sit on our hands and just start praying. God, I don't know. Uh, you know, you're in control. You're in control. You're in control. So help me chill out and do something beautiful over there. Scum, Scum has gotten this right a lot, and I love that. At our best, we are not a staff-run church. We make stuff happen. You guys make stuff happen. And it's chaotic. <laughs> We've seen some good stories because of stuff you guys pull. We, we, I mean, there used to be a saying, we, you know, if it wasn't illegal and it didn't cost us money, do it. But yeah, we found places that we do need order. <laughs> it's like, oh, did anybody pay the bills? Oh, no, that's why it's dark. So yeah, there's a place. Order is needed. Chaos is needed. And all, and all under Jesus. Yes, we want stuff to happen organically and naturally, and we don't want to force anything. There's got to be a lot of room for us to try stuff, like I said. But there's also some stuff that has to get done. The buck has to stop somewhere. you got to know who's in charge. you got to know that the hand is doing handy things, and the pancreas are doing pancreatic things. Hips are doing hippie things. <laughs> yeah, you. Let, that was for you. Cause you hated it. That one was for you. <laughs> so here's, there's some examples. Actually, this 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 could be a two part sermon, and I'm not going to give the second part tonight. Don't worry. I'm landing the plane. Chill out. The, the second part is discipline. Discipline is this beautiful thing that has been such a huge thing in my life. Discipline in my life has been neither structure nor chaos. Discipline has been the marriage of both and has been awesome. But I'm not going to go there. What I'm going to talk about tonight is, just, is some, some examples that you, for you guys to try. What would happen if I introduced some more organization in my life? What if I prayed every single morning? Every single morning, what would happen? Try it. (laughs) See, what I mean, yeah, maybe I was out last night, and I've got to be at work now in 10 minutes in the morning. One minute, 30 seconds, say something to God. Say, God, I don't feel good. Help me out. What if you read all of the book of Proverbs, it's all just smart stuff. What if you read the whole thing? Would it rub off? Would you be a little bit less of a dumbass? Let me rephrase that. Would I be less of a dumbass if I did that? <laughs> Let's Point the finger back. And what would happen if, 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 if we stepped up freedom in our life? What if we made room for freedom in our lives? What would happen if I just said yes to Justin and invited me to some show of a band I've never heard of tonight? Probably cool stuff. Maybe they suck, but at least I'd have a cool story to tell. (laughs) This was probably a little bit more pragmatic. What if I had my my four-year-old skip his nap today so I could go hang out with another dad? That's some chaos for the record. I've, I've actually done all of these things and they're good. They cost something. Yeah, Kepi is nap. Ooh, might not be pretty getting up a little earlier. Who likes that? No one, but if you want something you don't have, you got to do something you haven't done. So guys, think about this. If you, you generally, we all generally gravitate to like loving freedom or loving organization and order, and there's typically takes us some coaxing to go to the other side. Not for everybody, but for most of us. Where where do you need to be pulled? After I'm done, people will be praying in the cave. Evidently, there's trees in there. It's the it's the, the purr jungle tonight. Um, but yeah if you, if you need some help like processing that I mean you can do it right in front of God and like some super cool people will help you do that so there's that you can do, you can do that uh, while worship is happening <sighs> guys scum is it's a good place I love scum it's kind of a mess sometimes it is kind of chaotic sometimes and we're trying to introduce order where we can and where we think it's good and where it's fruitful Guys, we're going to make mistakes, so I'm asking for some some mercy. If we hit some bumps along the ways, we are. Be cool. Let us make some mistakes and let us learn. But guys, this is a beautiful thing that Jesus has given us, this invitation to, to order and this invitation to freedom. They're both necessary, beautiful things. Thanks for listening, guys.